Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of High TV's Cannabis News Now, or you can call this a high short. I know last episode wasn't the greatest, in my opinion at least, so I want to go ahead and give you guys some extra content. I think it's only right that during this time that we're all quarantined, we have something else to attend our attention to, especially one that can help you, especially one that could ease your mind about what your potential of getting infected or the defense of the practice you're doing right now chances are if you're listening to this you're enjoying cannabis so as you saw on the instagram there was a post that mentioned that there are anti-viral cannabis terpenes this was posted by the candid chronicle if you want to see the source and you must wonder antiviral is in right now people are loving antiviral fruits and herbs such as oregano or elderberry for the simple fact that they want to boost their immune system the strongest they possibly can to avoid their risk of catching whatever this is. right? I make, make it a policy not to even mention it on the podcast. Keep our spirits high. So with that being said, you can see that there's a attention to detail now. Because a lot of us probably enjoyed these terpenes for different reasons. And we've now found out that what we're ingesting from cannabis can also have antiviral properties. Is it as strong as oregano oil or as strong as black seed oil or elderberry, sea moss? Probably not. Let's be honest. Those have much more minerals in there that we ingest, absorb into our bodies. And our bodies use those minerals to uh, improve processes and mechanisms in the body, rather, that can help us in a situation, such as our immune system. So if you look at these terpenes, I'm going to mention them right now, not to talk in a circle. I'm just going to read what the post says if you didn't catch it on IG. The most compelling study measured the effectiveness of essential oils specifically on SARS-CoV-1, a.k.a. you already know. A close relative of the C-virus, their findings include that L. nobilis oil exerted an interesting activity against SARS-CoV. This oil was characterized by the presence of beta-osamine, 1,8-cinol, alpha-pinene, and beta-pinene as main constituents. In addition, some of the strongest evidence of antiviral effectiveness is for limonene. Limonene is a personal favorite. It's a terpene, as the name suggests, limonene can be found in citrus fruits. Now, this terpene I love because it has a high probability of lowering your anxiety in addition to providing energy ever wonder why in the morning if you drink some you know lemon juice and honey and whatever else you're mixing into your tea you get some natural energy from it that's what this terpene does it uh, improves mental invigoration that's why you find it in sativas because sativas give you that energy especially mental energy and creativity which can be benefits of taking a terpene like limonene but i'll continue some of the strongest evidence for antiviral effectiveness is found for limonene and beta-pinene. In one study, beta-pinene and limonene reduce the viral infectivity by 100%. Both monoterpenes exhibited a high anti-HSV-1 activity by direct interaction with free virus particles. Both tested drugs interacting with the HSV-1 in a dose-dependent manner, therefore inter 
or interactivating viral infection. HSV-1 refers to the herpes simplex virus. So in that case, they decided to test this ability of the terpene to have a beneficial effect on the herpes, the herpes virus. If you guys out there have the herpes virus, you know, I've said prayer for you guys, but I'm sure you guys are living life fine in moments where, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know why I went there, folks. I don't even know why I went there. Quarantine season, I'm telling you. But rather, these terpenes are as effective in similar dosage to other medicines you may take for the same thing. Now, here's the thing, though. You have to realize that this study, yes, was done, and it's an official study. There are links available on the Instagram. I believe it's still in my bio and also commented in one of the comments on this post. So with that being said, you have to realize that the terpenes, if they're offering similar milligrams, probably is not the level of milligrams you're taking in when smoking cannabis. You have to smoke and ingest a lot of cannabis to probably get the same amount of terpenes that you're getting from these tests and also realize the terpenes are being absorbed not through burning your plant material all right once you burn the plant material chances are you're damaging most of the terpenes that you're even going to ingest for instance did you know that 70 percent or upwards of 70 percent of your cannabis is wasted when you burn cannabis so that means when you put it through a bowl that means when you uh roll up a joint or blunt when you ignite fire to the plant material it burns at such a high heat upwards of 2000 degrees that that heat can damage most of the cannabis that's going to be ingested by you and most of what you get is from the smoke traveling from the beginning part of your burning joint burning blunt or in this case a bong and it travels through the smoke but most of it that you're getting is all wasted away. You're only enjoying about 30 to 36% of your THC and or other materials in your weed when you smoke it. That's why doctors recommend that you either eat the cannabis that you're ingesting or much rather vape it. When you vape it, you get the quickest effects and you have the most levels of terpenes slash uh, cannabinoids that are not damaged by the level of heat. So if you want to see similar effects that these terpenes have been mentioned in this study, chances are you want to go ahead and look for look towards getting a much safer way of ingesting cannabis, like a vaporizer or getting a concentrated version like a tincture, whereas concentrated is concentrated terpenes that you can infuse with concentrated THC or CBD. I'll continue. Now, some strains that deliver a range of antiviral cannabis terpenes include OG Kush is high in linalool, pinene, and limonene, and this makes perfect sense. Linalool, aka sounds kind of similar to uh, lavender, or it doesn't, it doesn't even sound similar to lavender, it just has an L. But anyway, linalool is found in lavender. Lavender, as you know, is that purple plant that relaxes you, it smells nice, it has an anti-anxiety or calming and even sedation properties. That's found in OG Kush. And also has the pinene and limonene. So the pinene kind of keeps you mentally focused. You don't feel as high and stupid or a slump. And uh, it's able to, you know, give you mental clarity, right? I think I already mentioned the mental clarity focused. And now you have the limonene that relaxes you with anxiety, yet it gives you energy. So it makes perfect sense why OG Kush is here because you have the, the best, excuse me, of both worlds. You get the calming, lit, wow, linalool terpene in addition to the pinene and the limonene that you're getting in the same strain. Next coming up is strawberry cough. It may contain significant quantities of limonene. Wow. Every time I'm saying linalool, I'm about to bite my tongue. I don't know what's, what is it with this word. It's a tongue twister. Linalool. Okay. Let's try it again. Strawberry cough may contain significant quantities of limonene, linalool, 
linalol, okay? It's not that hard of a word. All right, osamine, alpha-pinene, and beta-pinene. So strawberry coffee is great to get an all-around uh, terpene soup, if you will, in a strain. Next up is orange cookies may contain higher quantities of limonene, linalol, and alpha-pinene. I remember the first time I had not orange cookies, but orange kush or orange something. And when I tell you the hairs on it was more orange than I've ever seen before. And it smelled directly like some uh, Sunny D, you know, or smells like some Tang. You, remember, you 90s kids know what I'm talking about. The drinks that were super orange but tasted nothing like orange juice. That's exactly what the strain smelled like. So you can expect it to have higher levels of limonene, therefore giving you the antiviral properties you're looking for to avoid any susceptibility of catching what's floating around out there. All right, so this post helps you understand that, yes, this cannabis that you're ingesting is not a hindrance, as most people are suggesting, because smokers are having a higher risk to this thing. The thing that cannabis smokers are doing the same thing because the tar is in there, thus making you more susceptible to a respiratory disease, which is possible. I'm not denying that fact, and I owe it up to you. The onus is on you to go ahead and research and find out if or if not that's true. All right, but... In the same light, this cannabis can also provide you antiviral compounds that can help your body fight off what may or may not go down. As you know, cannabis is something that works with homeostasis. That homeostasis has the ability to bring your body into alignment, into balance, okay? Homeostasis, body balance. So if your body's in balance, it has a less likelihood of getting sick. That's why you see cannabis being used for cancer. You don't think your body is balanced once you have a cancer cell growing rapidly in the body. Chances are it's out of balance, and that's why that cancer was able to pop up. So with that being said, cannabis being able to bring your body to homeostasis overall can protect you from a potential uh, immune system attack. And with this antiviral properties, which you just learned with the terpenes, it can do the same thing. More from this article. Orange cookies may contain higher quantities of yada, yada, yada. You know, you may know other strains of the several potential antiviral cannabis terpenes. Please share them in the comments. All right. So this post wanted you to share other strains that you know have these same terpenes and that you should go ahead and try to get those strains. Maybe I'll list them in my description after I go on Leafly and search up these terpenes and see which strains have the most concentration of it. And maybe you should give it a try. Because if cannabis is open in either way, if it's deemed essential, you have a greater probability of getting, catching that cannabis and getting that cannabis. Catch them like your freaking Pokemon and Ash. Catch them. But no, seriously, you're able to go to these dispensaries get these strings and enjoy yourself so yes i want to provide some content that wasn't so related but maybe relevant towards our existence now allows you to kind of meld your mind back into the love of cannabis and the passion you have if you listen to this podcast you have to have a passion for cannabis right and why not right because last episode i felt like i was just ranting on about certain things i mean i did believe the idea that education will be forever changed but it's more so just a faucet that turned on from my mind and i'm just going ahead and letting it fly on a podcast it wasn't like i had different news stories i was researched and 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 read and then presented to you which is the common formula of the podcast you know i like i said i'll read these things so why not share it with you guys So hopefully you guys are able to find those strains. Hopefully those strains can give you the benefits that you're looking for. And hopefully you are doing A-OK during this week three. That may turn into a week six, week five. You never know. 
one thing I want to mention, because cannabis is so uniquely tied towards the prison complex system or the industrial prison complex, rather, it is something to mention how this thing is affecting prisoners. I don't know if you guys are seeing the videos that are leaking out from prison and how all these celebrities, which I've mentioned earlier, are getting out earlier for the simple fact that this thing is flying all around their facilities and they're catching it left and right. And the issue is when you live in such a inbox society where these people can literally not go anywhere, have to interact during lunch or the thing is airborne then chances are it's going to spread like wildfire, which it has. And in these videos, they're jarring videos, folks. They're really something that hits you in the bottom of your heart, make you feel empathy for these people that society has deemed unempathy worthy. You have individuals that were recording saying, look, I don't even care if, if they catch me with the phone. I just don't know how long that he or he will make it in the jail while this is going on. He points to a buddy, probably a cub, a cub uh, what do you call it, prison mate. And he says how fine he was recently. He was healthy. Nothing was wrong with him. And now that this thing has got into a system, he's going ahead there and having heavy, heavy or having trouble breathing heavily. And they're building tents on the campus in order to dump the bodies that may have died for this virus. It is simply amazing, folks. I know a lot of you guys out there are like, you guys are only talking about the fearful stuff and mentioning the, the numbers and doing all. You guys have to understand something, all right? We talk about what happens that is abnormal. Having people, thousands of people die a day is absolutely not normal. It is abnormal. And therefore, it's going to be the focus on what's being communicated on how serious this thing is and how much you should protect yourself, what you should know about what is going on and how you understand or how you can come to the understanding of the severity of this situation. So this message goes out to the individuals on my Instagram that says all I'm doing is promoting fear by talking about it. Yes, I get it. The cannabis community has an affinity towards that of which can be deemed as anti, anti-establishment, anti-government, conspiracy theorist-like, all these things. And it's, it's for good reason. And I mentioned why that before. But just because you don't like to hear something, just because what you hear does not make you feel good, does not mean it should not be communicated. This information is very important. Just like how we are spreading information about obesity, you don't see someone saying, you're just spreading fear about obesity, about how we can cause you diabetes and heart disease and kidney failure and yada, 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 yada. You're not mentioning that because you're so used to hearing that news and you obviously understanding your mind is severity situation, but it doesn't really pertain to you. The difference between that information and this one is that a coronavirus can directly impact you. The individual who may feel like hearing this virus news can be seen as fear mongering. That's not the case. All right. And fear mongering. I understand that you don't want the media to have people to be in a perpetual state of fear. I get that. And that means all media sources that you may deem as media, just like the traditional ones, you know, that are run by six people, you offer them the same energy or give the same energy you send to those media entities and then give the same level of animosity towards smaller media entities, which I don't think it's fair because at the end of the day, if you're a media entity on the social media right now posting whatever you're posting, whether it be memes, sports, cannabis, music, whatever, you're probably posting out of passion and much less because you're making millions of dollars off it. 
right? You understand these people have advertisers they have to tend to, like multi-million dollar advertisers. And in the case where six people own all the media, that can turn into billions. So they're going to go ahead and perpetuate information that can benefit them in the long run. But me spreading this virus news is to help you because I know this news helps me. If I'm ingesting it and I see the value, I'm going to share with you guys because I still want to learn about this thing. I want to understand about it is and what magnitude we're possibly hitting. That way we can operate in the right way. So I get it. You guys are here. Let's, I didn't even mention the last episode when I said I was about saying that uh, coronavirus isn't a real thing. It's really 5G radiation. You want to get people inside for a number amount of days so that you can plant up different 5G plants. That's ridiculous. When the 4G came out and all we had was 2G, I think multiplied by two. You think they had everybody stay at home for a whole month and two months because they want to put up 4G poles? Come on. Think about it, man. And understand that the fear between the 5G comes from the fact that it's a high level of radiation, quote unquote, and that it has a high frequency. And that high frequency, they, they can see as possibly damaging. But what you fail to realize is that high frequency becomes a damage, becomes damaging once there's much higher levels of watts and energy being put out on that level of uh, frequency. So much instance, we have microwaves that travel all throughout our whole in our homes and places of business called Wi-Fi. We have the same waves going from our microwave that we have coming from our phones because they're both using waves in order to execute a certain process. In the case of your microwave, they're just vibrating the molecules fast so that the water molecules move, create friction, and heat your food. That's all that is, right? All the thing can really do is create cause molecules to move faster. And people's thoughts are that, yo, you're going to go ahead and speed up this... Uh, Frequency is going to go into people's brains. It's either going to control human beings at a mass, right? Or it's going to cause uh, us to get sick and get cancer and get radiation by throwing. Come on, man. You have to really think about what you're saying. Now, I get it. I get that thinking in a conspir conspiratory way. Is that a right word? Conspiratory? Or thinking conspiratorially? I don't know. Anyway, in thinking in conspiracy theorist mindset, I understand how much more invigorating how much more attractive and how much more delightful it is or not even delightful, but dreadful slash delightful it is to learn about this reality that could be that may be hidden from the rest of the world. How good does it feel for you as an individual to understand this information that most people aren't getting? It kind of gives you a type of mental superiority over a thought that may not exist. And in some ways, conspiracy theorists can be deemed negatively as, you know, religious zealots who can possibly have a thought about a the way the reality is. And, you know, uh, crucify individuals, for lack of a better term, for not believing in the same thing. And I get it, man. I used to be there. Trust me. I was I was the one talking to my friends about this celebrity is Illuminati and this Illuminati did that. And I realized after a while, what's the point of me thinking these things? Right. What are the real effects of this thought into my psyche? Because there are no concrete ways that I know that this thing exists, how they're communicating to me. Maybe it exists and they're deeming these qualities towards them that may not be at that level. Who knows? Who knows who's right? Who knows who's wrong? And if you're going to live your life through this persistent fear above about something you possibly can't see you're literally creating that reality into your mind and you're making it exist and affect you in that way you know so i know i kind of wanted to talk about how what i'm posting is not fear-mongering it's not me spreading this thing to control the masses it's not me trying to i don't even know what the 
various things being said. It's me literally spreading information. And I get why you think that way. There's there's justifiable reason, right? We literally enjoy something called cannabis that was told to be bad when in fact it's good, as said multiple times during this few months on this or this last month in this podcast. So I see how your thoughts can go that way. But think critically. Not everyone's going to agree with you. We can't all be on the same page or else we wouldn't all be unique individuals. Let's go back to agreeing to disagree. Let's find nuance in our conversations, in our arguments, and in our disputes. Let's try to see the other let's try to see the world from the other person's perspective and understand where they're coming from. And I might not believe what you believe that you should eat bats and bats are a delicate way to ingest succulent sustenance. <laughs> succulent sustenance. I sound like a Sabelsa the cat. But uh, yeah, you might have that worldview. You might love bats. You might throw bats in the fryer and call it Thanksgiving. I don't know. But I don't agree with that. But I'm not going to sit here and, you know, vilify you, uh, disgrace you or, or, or look down on you for thinking that way. Because you're free to think however the hell you want to think. You're free to eat whatever the hell you want to eat. You could do what you want to do. And of course, there's right and there's wrong. But you can't deem a right and wrong on what someone thinks because their own thoughts are of existence of their past experiences. So that being said, for those of you out there who are, you know, constantly complaining, reporting my posts, as I've noticed, for whatever reasons, fake news, yada, yada, yada. Listen, go ahead and do what you do, man. I don't have any problems with you. I get why you think the way you do. It's your opinion. But just understand that everyone else has their own opinions and thoughts. And just because you believe it doesn't make it 100% true and 100% fact. Don't get lost in the sauce, as a great Gucci once said. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh, little 20-minute excerpt. You know, good luck out there this week. They said it's going to be a doozy. Okay, they said this week is going to be next Pearl Harbor 9-11. I don't think think it's going to be next Pearl Harbor 9-11, all right? I think they're saying that because people aren't listening to the fact of staying your ass home. If you would stay home, the government would have to turn up the level of scary stuff it puts out. If you stayed home, people would not be capturing the virus in the manner that they're carrying it. If you just stayed your ass home. You don't have to worry as much. I get it. If you're a central worker like myself, it's hard to do. But stay your ass home. All right, please be safe out there. Call your loved ones. Check in on them. Make sure they're all right. You never know who's going through what during this time. You don't know what psychological effects this may have in the future. Who the hell knows? All I know is that America and the rest of the world is about to be bigger germaphobe than they were in 2019. All right? If you were a nasty MF, you about to be the cleanest dude ever. All right? Cleaning, 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 disinfecting, gloves. You're not even doing daps no more. We're not even going for hugs. All right? We're going to nod ahead and respect on each other when you walk past. And that's it. Anyway, I'm just talking mess now. You guys enjoy your day. Hope this episode made up for the last one. And you guys, as always, as always, stay tuned, stay high, high TV.